Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Listen to it fizz. First aid for relief from headache, Alka-Seltzer. For relief from acid indigestion, Alka-Seltzer. For relief from cold discomfort, Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer presents... The Quiz Kids! This is your old chief quizzer, Joe Kelly, with America's famous quiz kids. <laughs> yes, welcome to school, folks. Are you all set to have some fun with the three R's? Well, good for you. We're right ready to begin this Alka-Seltzer question session, and here's our first brain teaser. Now, you may have heard of a beauty pack or a mule pack, but what about C-I-N-C-P-A-C, sin pack, sink pack? Now, you folks at home, you quiz kids be thinking about that while we have roll call. So here we go. Brenda? I'm Brenda Liebman, I'm six years old, I'm half first in deaf school, Chicago Brown Knot. Lonnie. I'm Lonnie Lundy, I'm 14 years old, and I'm a sophomore at Main Township High School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Patrick. I'm Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 13 years old, and I'm a freshman at Calumet High School in Chicago. Joel. I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 14 years old, and I'm a junior at Roosevelt High School. And Harvey. I'm Harvey Dyke. I'm seven years old. I go to school, and I'm in grade 3B. And now back to that first question from Hilda Kilmore of New York City. You may have heard of a beauty pack or a mule pack, but what about... C-I-N-C-P-A-C, sink pack. What about that? No hands. No hands? Oh, boy. You know what's going to happen? It looks like a miss. It is a miss. The answer is that sink pack, C-I-N-C-P-A-C, stands for Commander-in-Chief Pacific and that means that Hilda Kilmore of New York City has her choice between a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination or a fine Zenith television set. Well, hooray for her. Now, right here, friends, I, I'd like to tell all of you what happens if your question is used on our radio program. Well, I, when the quiz kids answer it correctly, our sponsor, the makers of Alka-Seltzer, sends you a Zenith portable radio. Now, this is the super-powered Transoceanic that gives worldwide reception no matter where you are, and take it from me, it's a dandy. On the other hand, like just what happened, if the quiz kids miss your question, our sponsor will send you a Zenith television set or a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination, whichever you prefer. The television set is that wonderful Zenith Buchanan with a new super range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance, the sensational built-in picture magnet aerial, single knob automatic tuning, and the glare band black tube 
for clearer pictures. The large Zenith console radio phonograph is a real beauty. It plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. Now remember, whether the quiz kids answer correctly or miss, you get a fine Zenith if your question is used on our radio program. So send your question to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Well, let's tackle the next one. Now, you Quiz Kids will really have to use your ingenuity to answer this question from Frank Hoffreiter of Phoenix, Arizona. I'll give you the last name of a baseball player, and you are to give me another player whose last name contains the name I gave you. For instance, if I named uh, the player Hill, you could give me the player named Underhill. Now try this one and uh, try and get two out of three. All right, how about it? The first one is Blake of the Detroit Tigers. Lonnie. Well, I used to be a pitcher and a catcher, a pitcher-catcher for the Philadelphia Phillies named Al Lakeman. And also there's Wally Westlake of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think right. there are others, too. Uh-huh. Well, that's very, very good. That's the idea. <laughs> How about Wood of the St. Louis Browns? Lonnie? Gene Woodling of the New York Yankees. That's very good. Fine, huh? <laughs> what about Ford, pitcher for the New York Yankees? Uh, name another pitcher which includes that name. Patrick? Well, there's uh, Sanford, pitcher for the New York Yankees. That's also. a boy. That's right. <laughs> well, fine. We got all three of them. Now, here's a question sent in by John Hart of Chicago, who is just learning to dance, and he hopes you kids can help him out. John says uh, that uh, with the orchestra playing uh, different uh, rhythms, you know, he has a terrible time trying to figure out what kind of a dance it is. So I've asked our organist, Howard Peterson, to play parts of the dances which give John trouble, and you see if you can identify at least two of the three. Now, we're using rather obscure music so that you will have to identify the dance from the rhythm alone. Let's listen to the first one and tell John A. what kind of a step he should use. Joe? Uh, that sounds like a fox spot to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, Lonnie. I think it's either a waltz or a minuet. Well, all right, left. we have another hand left here. Well, Pat? I think that was a waltz. It was a waltz. Lonnie was right. So are you, huh? <laughs> now then, the music changes to this. Patrick. Well, that wouldn't be a tango, would it? That's just what it is, a tango! <laughs> and to make things really complicated, the music changes to this. Joe? I'm going to take another stab. That sounds like a rumba. No, no. <laughs> Patrick. Well, let's see. I think that's uh, what's called a begin. Begin is right. <laughs> now, 
Well, if, if, if John Hart of uh, Chicago knows how to begin a begin, uh, he's going to be all right. Well, I, I'm sure you could help him out. Now then, uh, Leroy Cooper of Maywood, Illinois, says in his speaking of jewelry, we talk of white gold, yellow gold, and green gold, but uh, that several magazines lately have mentioned a big discovery of pink gold. Do any of you quiz kids know what pink gold refers to, Harvey? Well, it did refer to the shrimp beds over in Key West, Key West, Florida. They thought they, some shark fishermen have gone out there and found sharks crammed full of jumbo shrimp. Men have went out there for days, but they, ha but they haven't caught a thing of shrimp. Then one man, a few men went out there and, and for one day they couldn't catch a thing, but at night time they threw their, their nets in. Just once more. In night time it's very dangerous for trawling like they did because the jagged rocks and things, things would, would tear their nets and, and Get them, get, get them caught in, in some rings that have been caught under there. And they crawl at night time until, and then the next morning they took their nets out and they found them just crammed full, like the sharks, full of the shrimp. Very, very good, Harvey. I, I was going to say something, but uh, I don't think I will because there's nothing more left to say. <laughs> that was real good. That's fine, Harvey. Here's an unusual discussion question that's come in from uh, Lorraine Reynolds of Detroit. Now, uh, you children are pretend that you're grown up and each of you boys will have a turn at calling up Brenda on the phone and inviting her to a party, see? And after she's given each of you a chance, she will decide which invitation to accept. Now, this is going to be a lot of fun. Of course, none of you boys can repeat any arguments used by the others, so this will get harder as it goes along. And right now, you will have a few seconds to think up some very persuasive arguments because I see Bob Murphy is polishing up his crystal ball. Are we uh, looking into the future at this point, Bob? That's right, Joe. It's, uh, it's 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. I'll prove it. Listen. Oh, time to get up, dear. Oh, oh boy. 7 o'clock sure rolls around in a hurry. Especially when you didn't get to bed till all hours. How do you feel? <sighs> Wait a minute till I sit up. <sighs> well, what do you know? I seem to feel all right. Mm-hmm. What did I tell you? Alka seltzer for acid indigestion before you go to bed, and you sleep better and you wake up feeling better the next morning. Yes, I slept fine. <laughs> I guess I really made a pig of myself last night, didn't I? Well... Never mind, don't answer that. Anyway, it really works, taking Alka-Seltzer before you go to bed. That Alka-Seltzer is the real thing, all right. Yes, for real relief from acid indigestion, take Alka-Seltzer. 
And remember that tip on taking Alka-Seltzer before you go to bed, friends. Try it when you've been out late and late refreshments threaten to result in acid indigestion. Take Alka-Seltzer before you go to bed. Remember, you'll sleep better and wake up feeling better next morning. Never be without Alka-Seltzer in your home. Get it at any drugstore in either the 30 or 60 cent size package. Now then, uh, are you boys ready to call Brenda up and invite her to a party? Remember, you're to pretend you are grown up, and, uh, oh, you may have two or three convertibles, or, uh, well, you're all dressed up, you got lots of money, and uh, I'll tell you what, let's uh, have Patrick uh, start it off. Uh, uh, Pat, uh, let's have the telephone here for Pat. Will, the pa will you pass the telephone over to Pat? That's the boy. Yeah, we got to do this up give us a real McCoy. All right, Pat. Oh, Brenda? Hmm. Uh, say, Brenda, there's a party I'd like to take you to next week. Um, you get away for it and maybe go out with me? Mm-hmm. You? <laughs> well, uh, you know, the reason I took you, I asked you, because, you know, there have been a couple other girls kidding around that I could take them, but, uh, I didn't want to do that because, uh, Oh, Brenda, you're my best girl, and I would just want to take you uh, better than any, any other girl. So how about it? All right. All right. All right, fine. Well, now then, uh, let's, uh, Joel, uh, you can call Brenda up next. That's it. Give the telephone to Joel. Mm. Hello, Brenda. Hi. Are you doing anything uh, next Saturday night? No. Oh, there's a party I'd like you to uh, uh, go to with me. I think you'd have a nice time. Uh, when could you let me know? Well, I think I might be just a little busy Saturday. <laughs> well, thanks anyhow. See you later. Goodbye. Well, that, uh, that nickel wasn't worth very much, was it? <laughs> Uh, now then, uh, Lonnie's next. All right, Lonnie. Hello, Brenda. Hi. Say, this is Lonnie. Say, there's a wonderful party up at this friend of mine's mountain cabin next week, and I thought you might want to go up there. There's free eats, and there's a wonderful dance band, and I think you'll have a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I'm just a little bit too busy, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, maybe some other time then, Brenda. You know, you're my best girl. All right. <laughs> well, we're getting along pretty well here. Uh, Harvey, uh, how about you? Now, you want to call Brenda up. Have you finished the conversation? 
disconnection, maybe, huh? I see. Well, it often happens that way. I want to tell you right now that it sounds as if... Uh, <laughs> Brenda is a very popular young lady, and Brenda, you sort of gave me the idea there that you had accepted uh, Harvey's invitation. Uh, do you mind my asking you why? Because I think that Harvey was meaning the truth, and I think all of you are meaning the truth, but he said it in a very nice manner, he did. Well, now, isn't that sweet? First, the free eat had nothing to do with it. Wasn't it? I understand. Well, that was a lot of fun. And uh, here's our next question. Margaret Hill of Los Angeles, California, sent this one in, and it's a sound effects question. Each uh, sound you hear should suggest a Shakespearean quotation. See if you can give a quotation. Here's the first one. Patrick? Well, it's a buzzing. It might be a bee, and that might be to be or not to be. To be or not to be. That is the question. <laughs> Listen to the next one. Lonnie? It sounds like rain. That might be when shall we three meet again in thunder, lightning, or in rain. That's that. very good. That's very good. This question is from Mrs. A. H. Bywater of Woodcross, Utah. If the cartoonist Lester Gould had Dick Tracy tangling with certain characters in mythology, he might have called the characters the following names. Now, see if you, if you kids can identify them. If, first, if he had a fight with Bullface, what character in mythology might that be? Pat? Well, it might be the Camara. I think... Uh... The Camara had uh, Cepheus killed him. He had a face like a bull. Were you sure about that? I think so. Uh-huh. Well, let's check again here. Joel? Well, I'd say offhand the Minotaur, the uh, strange beast uh, that uh, Cepheus overcame in uh, Crete. That's right. That's the one I was thinking of, huh? And uh, how about Snakey? Snakey. Brenda? So that would be the Medusa because she was once a beautiful woman and she was changed into a monster and she still had her golden wings but her terror was changed into snakes. That's a girl, that's right. <laughs> Mrs. Grace Robertson of St. Louis, Missouri says most of the talk she hears these days among the small fry is about the new teachers they have this fall. Now, this reminded her that teachers are even to be found in opera. In what opera would you find a music teacher, Brenda? Well, a music teacher might be Don Basilio, and Don Basilio is in two operas. One is in the Marriage of Figaro, and the other one is in the Barbara Still, and also Sonoir, because she was in um, Level Hands. Well, and he was a music teacher. Well, that's wonderful, Brenda. That's wonderful. <laughs> In what opera would you find a tutor, Brenda? By the, well, uh, by the bend with the tutor and the Chia de Lamour. That's 
Very, very good. This question is from Mrs. Hazel Green of Dallas, Texas. If Joe Lewis is successful in making a comeback for the world heavyweight boxing title, he will have done better than quite a number of other heavyweight boxers who lost the title and failed to regain it. Can you name four of them? Patrick? Well, there was Jack Dempsey. Dempsey? And uh, I think um, just, or no, not just were Jack Johnson. Uh, no. Or Jeffries. Huh? Yeah, that's right, Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries and uh, Lonnie. Uh, Sharky. Sharky. And also, I think the other was Carnera. Carnera. Joe. Uh, Schmeling. Schmeling. And I believe Tony also tried. Oh no, no. Oh well, that's that's good enough. You gave me one, two, three, four, five of them. Uh, I have a couple left here: Jim uh, Corbett and uh, Jeff Willard. Very good kid. Now let's see how quickly you can answer this Bible question from Mrs. Ruth Harrison of Seattle, Washington. Which came first, the fall of Jericho or the reign of Saul? Brenda. The fall of Jericho. That's right, Brenda. That's right. Well, friends, we're welcoming back our sponsor this afternoon and beginning our 11th season of broadcasting. You know, all of our Quiz Kids programs have been brought to you by the makers of Alka-Seltzer. We're mighty proud of this record and happy to tell you about such a fine product as Alka-Seltzer. You know, I've sometimes wondered how many of you folks really depend on Alka-Seltzer for relief when you have acid indigestion, for example. I hope you all do. Yes, I want all you folks to know about the fast, soothing relief Alka-Seltzer can give when your stomach feels upset and uneasy. It's really wonderful. I think there's nothing quite like it. And there have been plenty of times when I've put Alka-Seltzer to the test because, well, I really enjoy eating. And sometimes I let my enjoyment for good food overrule my better judgment. You know how it is. I'll just bet that happens to you sometimes, too. Well, sir, when it does, when you feel upset and uncomfortable from acid indigestion, just remember what Joe Kelly says. There's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer for fast relief. Now, this next question here, kids, is from Mrs. Nancy Freeman of St. Louis, Missouri. It's a very difficult one, and I've asked our pianist, Franz Fau, to help us with it. On other occasions, you quiz kids have been asked to identify music from hearing it played backwards, upside down, and every which way. This time, you are to hear only the bass accompaniment of three compositions, and there will be no melody at all, in other words. And you are to try to identify them from the bass. So, Franz, if you are ready, let's have the first one. That's a boy, that's correct. Franz, could we uh, put the right hand uh, with the left hand? That's fine. All right, now let's see what we can do with the uh, next one.
Lonnie, that's uh, Gershwin's second trailer. That's right. Absolutely right. Now, let's have the right hand with the left hand. Fine. Thank you, Franz. All right, now here is number three. Sounds like Muskowski's Bolero. Oh, no. No. Can we have that again, Brown? This is very difficult. Joe. Dance Macabre? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, it opens with uh, just like that on uh, B, uh, 12 Strokes of Midnight. Yeah, well, no, that is not the uh, selection that Franz uh, is playing. All right, Franz, let's have the right hand with the left hand. Lonnie, Tchaikovsky's March Flop. That's what it is. That's right. Well, of course, we had a miss there. Mm-hmm. And that means that uh, Mrs. Nancy Freeman of St. Louis, Missouri, has her choice of a large console Zenith radio photograph combination or a fine Zenith television set for stumping the class on that one. So well, let's, uh, let's continue here, though. Uh, I'm, I'd like to ask Franz to give Lonnie a very special test. Uh, we have two pianos in the studio. And Lonnie, would you be a good boy and step over here and take your place at this one, and Franz will use the other. And I'm going to ask Franz to improvise variations on the second theme from Schubert's Unfinished Symphony. And then I'll act as referee, and when I call on Lonnie, Franz will stop, and Lonnie will have to take up the theme exactly where Franz left off and improvise until I call on Franz again, and so on and so on. Now, are you two musicians willing to try this? <laughs> well, all right, Franz, you start it off.
to a conclusion. Thanks a lot, Von Fowl, and thanks, Lonnie. That was terrific. I wish we could have kept going on for another half hour. Well, here's our next question. I'd like for you to try this one from Rose Newman of Buffalo, New York. It uh, goes like this. What kind of pins uh, might you associate with these people? First, Ponce de Leon. What kind of pen? P-E-N. Oh. All right, pass. Well, it might be a fountain pen. To fountain pen, that's fountain the answer. Pen. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> How about Ty Cobb? What kind of pen? Ty Cobb. Joel. Oh, he's a baseball player, so, so maybe a ballpoint pen. A ballpoint pen. Good boy. <laughs> and last, Salome. Lonnie. Pig pen. He's a pig in little, uh, Little Abner by Al Cap. That's right. That's the boy. That's the boy. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Well, there's our bell, kids. Oh, say, uh, <clears throat> I almost forgot. Uh, you youngsters will be interested to know that the current issue of the Young People's Magazine Open Road has a fine illustrated story on the Quiz Kids program. I hope all of you will be able to see it. Now, while the judges are adding up the scores, here's an important message. Mothers, here's why you should give your children one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Children to have perfect health, normal growth, strong bones, and good teeth, to be alert in the classroom and on the playground, must get proper food and enough vitamins. Mothers, make sure your children do get their vitamins. Give each member a one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day. This will furnish their needed supply of the essential vitamins. Guard them against vitamin deficiency disease. Be sure it's one-a-day brand multiple vitamins, the kind with the big one on the blue package. All right now, quiz kids, here are your grades. And remember, your age is taken into consideration, as well as the number of correct answers you gave and... Whether you win or lose, you will each receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Now, let's see. The judges report that as a class, you missed uh, two questions this afternoon. Ronnie was first, Brenda second, and Joel and Pat tied for third. So that means you... Four will be back in school next week, and completing the Quiz Kids board will be Melvin Miles, age seven. And here to compete with all five Quiz Kids will be uh, five outstanding business and professional men, all members of the Kiwanis Club of Chicago, representing Kiwanis International. Oh boy, that should be a battle royal. 
We're looking forward to this exciting question session, and we hope all of you folks will tune in and enjoy it, too. So plan to be here in school next Sunday. Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Bye Mr. Kelly. Kelly.